Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Hey, Fem fam. How many of you are beginner filmmakers like us who are trying to learn the trade all on your own? Scouring the web for help can be time-consuming and limiting. I mean, (laughs) that's how we've learned most of what we know. But what if there was a structured online course on cinematography that you can follow right in the comfort of your very own home, aka editing bay? And that's why we're excited to spill the tea about our partnership with Tropic Color, a leading company in the production of LUTs, effects, and more. Most importantly, they've developed an online course that includes over 70 topics, led by two professional DPs who've worked on all types of sets and really know the industry. Tropic Color's Cinematography Masterclass will take you through pre-production, lighting, camera breakdown, and more. Here at FemRegard, we only want to provide you with the best tools out there because we know it's possible to get better without having to spend thousands of dollars on film school. That's why we'd like to offer you a special discount code to sign up for Tropic Color's Cinematography Masterclass. Just head on over to tropiccolor.com, spelled the British way, T-R-O-P-I-C-C-O-L-O-U-R, and use our code. FEM10, that's all caps, F-E-M-M-E-1-0, when you're checking out, and boom, all this knowledge at an already great price for an extra 10% off. Get it, fam? Hello, fam fam. Welcome back. It is, what, 9 a.m.? 9.02? Uh, 9.03 a.m. 9.03 in the sunny lovely Southern California. sunny Southern California. But it is 10.03 in Utah? Is that is that an hour forward? What's What is it, babe? 10.02. Yeah. 10-02. Okay. So we got our difference. Our difference. That's right, y'all. Today, we are having a remote visitor to the lovely Culver City, uh, Miss Whit Ingram. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. This is my first podcast. Oh, awesome. And guys, you oh. should see her setup. It is dope. Like, I wish it's you could. It's <laughs> not mine. It's my friend Doug's, but... But still, I mean, this is a legit studio setup. Good for Doug. Good for Doug. No, you look good. First time, baby. Oh, we're all oh, look at us. Popping the podcast cherry. That's how we do. Hello. Um, no, we're so excited to have you. I can't I've I've been following you following you on the gram for a while now. And I was just like meaning to meaning to reach out. And then yeah, you've we, been on our list for a while. Yeah. So, you know, um, guys, she's an amazing filmmaker, writer, director and women in film. Hello. Hi. <laughs> We're so, yeah. And so I've been just following you. It's funny because I, I went and snooped on your website and oh. you know, I see that yeah, you do writing, you do scripts consulting as well. And I then do. you're yeah. like, 
And I also do quite a bit of camera operating. And I'm like, quite a bit, girl. I see you on the ground. That's what caught my attention. I'm like, I, I love seeing female, like, cinematographers, DPs, like, in action. And you do mm-hmm. some really awesome, like, action shots. And, like, taking, you. like, you know, your followers through your journey of, like, what the before, the behind the scenes is looking like from the camera perspective. Um, I just, I, that's really what blew me away and like made me fascinated. It makes me want to go out there and film a little more too. <laughs> like oh, and learn and learn yeah. that. Cause it's, it's so crazy to see what you're doing behind the scenes and then like, and what it looks like even at, to get to the final product. Right. Like right, that whole exactly. transition. Yeah. So yeah, we we want to know like what came first to you like what what spoke to you first like take us back a little bit like you know um, briefly uh, your journey into where you are today like being a freelance I think you uh, mentioned you're a freelance cinematographer writer director right yeah I'm freelance full time right now amazing awesome. congratulations you. thank you <laughs> yeah that's hard that's hard yeah, it so- is very hard it's um it's definitely a journey so I started um. I was always creative as a child. I was always into writing and doing different kind of random art pieces and just being weird. (laughs) And I loved music. I always loved music. And so when I went into high school, I took a TV and video production class and our first assignment was music videos. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, this is like a great combination of what I like to do Uh and music together. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be a music video director. That's what I thought I was going to do. That's all I wanted uh-huh. to do was do anything with music. And then as I went on with the class, I was like, okay, I actually like this and I like that. And I like writing and I like editing and all that stuff. So by the time I graduated, I knew I wanted to be a film director. I went to college. I, um, I majored in digital media with an emphasis in cinema production. So I do have that background with web and animation and photography nice. as well wow. as cinema production. And so once I graduated, I've been doing that for about four years now, just mainly freelance. And I love it. It's, I can't imagine doing anything else. It's extremely difficult. Yeah. (laughs) And it's definitely up and down. It's not stable. It's all over the place. You're constantly wondering if you're good enough or wondering if you're making the right decision because every decision, especially when you get older, has a big impact Mm -hmm. on the trajectory of your life and like the older you get you're like I don't know if I'm going to actually get to that point doing this or doing that because there's so many different opportunities you don't know if you should be saying yes or no or is this going to be good or is this going to make me look good um and you know a lot of it is just you it's just timing yeah so uh right now yeah I've just been doing freelance and yeah it's a it's definitely a roller coaster (laughs) Well, it's amazing though that you're able to do freelance full time, like straight out of school. I mean, that's that's a big accomplishment. Like, you know, not a lot of people can yeah. go straight into that. So that's awesome. But you also wear a ton of hats. It sounds like you know you're able to do a lot of different yeah. things. So I'm sure that as as have you found that that helps you kind of um, break in a little bit more that you <clears throat> excuse me have more um, experience and more knowledge like that, or do you find that it's almost overwhelming to have all of those hats? Um, you kind I mean, I feel like when you're doing freelance, you have to have a -hmm. lot of hats. You can't just do one thing. Cause I mean, I remember my sister, her, her roommate's a producer and and they're asking what I do and like, oh, she directs films and they kind of laugh. They're like, 
oh, well, what else does she do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of times you don't get a directing job right out of the gate. I don't get a lot of directing jobs. I get a lot more camera operating jobs because mm-hmm. there's just more opportunity to do that. Right. And then editing on the side and then writing. So I think doing all those combined, it, it has helped me get more work. Mm-hmm. But And it's also helped me understand the industry and what it takes to actually go from pre-production all the way to post. Yeah. Right. Which is what we emphasize. Yeah. Understanding all that and what goes Mm -hmm. into it is crucial to uh, everything that you want to accomplish, even just if you're going to just be a director. Yeah. Do you have a favorite out of curiosity? (laughs) I like directing. Yeah. (laughs) I like being in charge of all the creative stuff. Um, I definitely like directing stuff that I've written. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, directing, I, I just like everything but directing is definitely my favorite nice and I think it's great like you've learned how to operate the camera because I feel like in a way you might get more opportunities to direct even if that's not what you're hired on to do first right Mm -hmm. and so like that's something you know for listeners to think about like maybe you know you really want to do directing but you should learn like you said another of have other skills to then help you grow and then understand like the full the full production process and how yeah. to get a good shot and like where those where the camera lens follows so you can be a better director if that's like exactly. what you love no, and a lot most. of stuff I've had to do by myself and so I just was kind of forced to learn that stuff even if I didn't necessarily want to do that full time but if you really want to get your stuff done you really just have to do it yourself mm-hmm. yeah so working on the projects yeah. I've definitely done a lot of projects where I've done most of the key positions for the whole thing and I just get used to that because I've I've had to just Mm -hmm. to get the project done amen girl yeah that's that's how you do it that's what you got to do it (laughs) there's no other way otherwise nothing's gonna get done and that doesn't mean it's gonna be easy and it's gonna be flawless y'all like (laughs) you got to learn a lot along the way like take us back so when you were when you started out freelancing is that exactly what you did you just threw yourself in every role to learn the ins and outs about it and then found what you were good at it like did anything come just naturally to you like let us understand that process a little bit better I mean in school it took me six years to graduate college Mm -hmm. I hate school I I struggled a lot and it wasn't with film it was all the other classes it was math it was Mm -hmm. science it was everything that I wasn't interested in So when I was in school, I really focused on film and I let my other classes slide, but I was doing a little bit of freelance while I was in school Mm -hmm. and I just picked up other jobs. And so I really learned what I liked doing while I was in school. So by the time I graduated, I knew knew exactly what I wanted to do. Um, And it's been... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's been a lot so when I when I graduated I actually had a friend reach out to me and he wanted to turn his book into a film and it's a true story about his time as a paratrooper during the Vietnam War wow, wow. and so I've never adapted a book and it was it was a lot it was a lot of research and it, that took me about a year and a half mm-hmm. to get through and so I really didn't do much right out of the gate when I graduated. I was a little lost from being in school for so long. Oh my God. Like yeah. I was like, okay, now why? I, I mean, this is, this is go time. This is how you, <laughs> this is what you went to school for, for so long. This is what you slaved over for so long. Yeah. And, 
And I was just scared. And so that opportunity came along and I started working on that. And the the project ended up falling through about a, a year and a half ago. So this was three years ago total. Okay. And um, that was supposed to be my first feature. I was going to direct it. Yeah. I spent so long writing it. And the person who was helping me kind of produce it and everything I, was also my boyfriend. And he ended up going to get the money to get the funding and then just decided not to come back. <gasps> and so everything fell through within a matter of hours. Wow. Um, oh my God. So I had to call the author and tell him what happened. A week later, I went to the convention where we met and everyone was congratulating me on my film. And I was just like, no, it's actually not happening anymore. And I had to move back home. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a job. I didn't have a car. I didn't have any money, nothing. Like everything just completely fell through. <clears throat> and that really woke me up and told me that I can't just focus on one thing, especially when you're in this industry. You can't just put all your eggs in one basket mm-hmm. because a lot of projects don't end up coming through. Like there's a lot of projects that you start and like they just don't end up happening for whatever right. reason financially or whatever you want to call it. And so I, it took me a couple months to find my bearings and and come to terms with what happened because <laughs> yeah. I lost literally everything that I loved, everything that I cared about in the entire world fell through. Yeah. And I don't like without going into detail, like it was traumatizing for me. Oh hell yeah. It was and I was devastated. And a couple months later, like after everything happened, a, a friend of mine reached out to me who was also a student that I went to school with. He's like, hey, come uh, work on the shoot with me. It's uh, up in Logan, which is about two hours from me, and you can camera operate. Mm-hmm. And I'd been so isolated from writing and just like focusing on this one thing that I just jumped up at the opportunity, even though yeah. I didn't really feel like I was a camera operator. Mm-hmm. And that just led to one thing. And now a year and a half later after that's happened, um, I've gained so many contacts and all it's made me realize is I really can do this by myself. Yeah, I really can get through something that was so devastating and traumatic and come around and realize like, I actually do have all this experience. I, I am worth something. I can get through the worst thing that I can possibly imagine and come out on top. And now looking back, like I've been doing so much better than I was when I thought that film was going to happen. Now, like my life is 10 times better and it really is because of me. Mm -hmm. And I can honestly say that. Yeah. So it's a, it's been a journey and and now I just kind of jump at every opportunity that I can get in film because you never know where it's going to lead. Totally. I mean, that's amazing. Like if you can make it through that, you can make it through anything. Like that's super inspiring just to hear that. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that because that's not an easy feat at all by any means. And like Mm -hmm. all the like it's oh, we talk about killing your babies, but this is like, you know, when especially when you're just starting out, like Mm -hmm. we've we've been through our own little hurdles there, too. And like we've like it we haven't had someone really in-depthly share their story like this so it's it's really inspiring to hear that you know um what we've had a couple but not like it's it's really great I think for our audience members to understand like it, this happens and 
you right. have only yourself to count on too at yeah. the end of the day. Like you have to trust your gut. You have to understand that. I, I love that you said, you, you know, that's, it's a huge learning lesson that, you know, mm-hmm. things don't, aren't always going to go the way you think they're going to go. Like it's in this industry. Yeah. <laughs> but that you have to keep going no you matter have what. To. And I love that you did just end up like throwing yourself at stuff. I think it can it can hurt or hinder like it can hinder you but you won't know until you try it you know and yeah, just exactly. and just try and no to- matter what you're going to learn something even if it's that you oh, learn that sure. you don't want to do whatever it is that you know yeah, like exactly yeah absolutely and i think the biggest thing is i leaned on that person so hard to make my dreams come true because mm-hmm. i felt like i couldn't do it alone mm-hmm. and i realized like as time went on I was like, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have relied on someone so heavily because I was scared to make the move myself. Because mm-hmm. I'm not a business person. I don't feel like I'm a great at producing or pitching ideas. I'm a creative person. Mm-hmm. And so that person, I felt like they had that side of it mm-hmm. for me and they could cover that side where I didn't have to worry about it. Right. And then obviously, um, you can't rely on someone for something like that full-heartedly and thinking everything's going to work out because mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen completely right. understand yeah. <laughs> i completely understand it is really hard i mean we are always like trying to research things ourselves and we're not we didn't go to business school we didn't even go to film school yeah and mm-hmm. and it's terrifying sometimes <laughs> like am i yeah. making the right call do i sound like an idiot um do i am i presenting myself the right way here like are these men judging me <laughs> like yeah. what is you know it it yeah women and it just it was it, it's been hard to figure it out but then again it's beautiful to know at the end of the day that you created something yourself mm-hmm. and that you can you can you can learn the business world you can learn about production and you can go out there and present your best self because at the end of the day your work is gonna speak through you if, if you exactly. if you're honest about you know who you are in the room and what you're trying to do mm-hmm. You know, so right. that's that's really awesome. So now that you've been through all of that, what's your day to day like? Like what what is the day to day of a freelancer? Um, It's very up and down. Yeah. <laughs> very random. It's uh, I mean, sometimes I'll go a week, maybe two weeks with no work and I'm just working on my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Right now I've been working on an ebook, and then I've been editing a short film in my spare time. And then I'll randomly get a job like, hey, can you come film this concert? Or, hey, I need a quote for this commercial. Or it's so random. But being freelance for now a year and a half, I've gained a lot of contacts. Mm. And so there's people I can reach out to. There's people that have stuff going on. I use Facebook a lot. There's a lot of Facebook film groups that I'm a part of. And they'll be posting jobs. And then just within my own network of people that I've connected with will always reach out to me because they know I'm freelance full time. Mm -hmm. So they know I have the time. They know I don't have another job that I have to worry about. So I can just get up and go. Right. Um, I'll get a job like, hey, like we have the shoot out in Maryland. We need you at next week. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm open. Yeah. And I just get up and go. And that's it's exciting. And I really like I hate mundane. I hate schedules. Mm -hmm. And so that's a a great aspect. And I also have freedom. I can take off for two weeks and go on vacation and not worry about it. I don't have a boss. Totally. yeah. (laughs) But on the flip side, I'm also, I don't get a regular paycheck. So Mm -hmm. I do have to be careful about money and time management and everything that I focus on and, and just being 
productive is hard. Like I don't have to get up in the morning. Right. I, I could sleep all day. I don't have to do anything I don't want to do and forcing yourself to get up and, and knowing that if you don't do anything, guess what? You're not going to get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And so it really forces you and pushes you into that world of knowing that you are completely self-reliant. Everything that happens depends on you. And if you don't get it done, then you're, I mean, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, being freelance there, there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of exciting things that are always available to you and a lot of opportunities. It's just completely reliant on you and how, how far you're willing to go. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you give to someone who wants to get into freelance starting out? Is it like, you know, slowly like build your network of contacts and then, and then, or just like save and then dive right in and try to go at it? Like, I'm curious, like, how does that? Yeah. So, I mean, I went to school. So when I graduated, I did have a network of people to reach out to. Yeah. And like the job I got was a a person I went to school with and they just knew I did film. And that's the only reason I got that job. But I still, I mean, sometimes I'll still PA. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't need to PA. I I mean, PAing is just, you don't have to know anything, but I've gotten a lot of, like every single time I take a job, I meet someone and I'm, I'm a pretty low key person, but when I'm on set, I'm always really happy and excited and I'm always talking to people (laughs) and I always meet someone that will get me a job. It never fails. I'll always like see someone or meet someone. There's always some random person, even if it's someone I talk to for maybe five seconds, Mm -hmm. I'll get a call three months later, like, Hey, you do this. Right. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah, we have a job for you. Blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Oh, okay, cool. And so like you just kind of like slowly build your network by meeting people mm-hmm. and making sure you're putting yourself out there telling people, hey, this is what I do. Here's my business card. Let's connect. Let's connect on Instagram or Facebook or whatever and keep in contact with them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what's worked for me is just slowly building the connection with people in your surrounding network and in the filmmaking industry that's near you. Yeah. And it's, you know, it takes time too. like, I mean, I know me and Carolina have a whole list of contacts that we've met and, you know, half of them, we've just haven't made something that we need them for yet, you know, but they're on our list of people that we know we want to work with at some point. Yeah. And like, I know I've been contacted, you know, like a year after I met somebody for, Hey, I remember you're acting real. Like, would you want to be in this project? You know, like, yeah, sometimes it takes a while, but building those relationships is key. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you were, you're, I think the key is just staying open to those opportunities and no, no role is too small, you mm-hmm. know, in that, in, exactly. the, in a production sense, like everyone is key. Yeah. And so even a yeah. PA where you're like, what? No, that people always need PAs. They're yeah, key you do. roles, you know? Yeah. So I think that's super um, amazing that you like, that's great advice. Like that's, that's a gem right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the trade-off. Like I know PAing is, probably not the most glamorous it's and you probably don't get as much pay but I know it's going to lead to another job I know it's going to lead to meeting someone that will have that opportunity for me in the future Mm -hmm. 
And I'd love to talk just a moment about um, before we started recording listeners, we were talking to Wit and she was saying, oh, yeah, Wit is short for Whitney. And we're like, oh, of course, that makes sense. But like neither of us thought that from the beginning. And (laughs) but you were saying like, you know, it's smart because it's gender neutral, for instance, to have on your resume. Like, can you talk a little bit about that for our listeners, too? Yeah. So I'm in Utah and there's not a lot of women Mm -hmm. in film behind the camera here. And so I feel like, um, one, I stand out on Mm -hmm. set when I'm, and if I'm on the crew or whatever, but I think being, trying to be a little more gender neutral on my resume for people who don't know me Mm -hmm. has actually helped in a really weird way. I don't know. I don't know why it's helped. I think it's just people don't necessarily think, oh, she's a girl right off the bat. bat, Look at my stuff and they look at my credentials and my degree or whatever on my resume first and then they'll think about oh I wonder if it's a girl or not and it's just it's just a little thing that I like that makes me feel I don't know I guess on the more level on the playing field because there's a lot of sets I'm on where I'm the only girl on the crew Mm -hmm. and it's um I mean I'm fine with it like I'm completely comfortable with it but it's just this little thing that um you know you kind of do feel like people are looking at you or a little bit of an outcast at first with people who don't know you when you're a woman on set. Mm -hmm. And so I think just um, having that, that little gender neutral thing has really helped me get work. And they go to my Instagram, they're like, Oh, hot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I, not what I was expecting. So <laughs> love it. <laughs> love um, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, briefly, you went to because you're in Utah and um, well, uh, not just because you're in Utah, but <laughs> you went to Sundance this year. I saw on the gram. Can you ta- tell us about it? Was it your first time? What do you what do you um, expect? Like, what can our listeners expect when they go there? Yeah, no, I try and go every year because it's only an hour away from where I live. Yeah, clutch. And I love Sundance. I think it's probably because I grew up here and it's just it it's one of my dreams to have a film in Sundance I love it so much and there's really a sense of community and it's also I mean it's a representation of Utah in a sense with the Utah Film Commission Mm because they do a lot of stuff there and so there's a lot of great forums obviously great movies music and you just get to go hang out with people who are like you and it's it's nice (laughs) and like I went to the women behind the camera forum Mm -hmm. which is all female cinematographers and it's just it's nice to hear other women who have the same struggles as you yeah and you don't feel so alone Mm -hmm. and there's just a really great sense of community and it's it's really fun that sounds like we'll have to maybe make a trip to Utah next year I know right our girl wit exactly my friend had a condo so we got to stay up there all weekend for the first weekend and my friend other friend was driving one of the Sundance cars so we had Mm -hmm. like limo service anywhere we wanted to go (laughs) (laughs) do it high rolling over here love it okay well yeah we might have to hit you up get a condo going let's do it yeah for sure come on by (laughs) (laughs) well before we wrap up um a couple things first of all I want you to share with our listeners how they can find you um your Instagram whatever all that stuff that you want to share and then also yep um if you can tell us a little bit about like what inspires you okay um so the 
best way to contact me is my Instagram. Okay. It's witty film girl. I do everything on there. I have Facebook. I don't use it as much. And then in my bio on my Instagram is my website, uh, witingramfilm.com. Um, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. And then I guess um, what inspires me the most is still music. Yeah. It still goes back to it still goes back to music. And that really has helped me create projects. And then I think since I've really started freelance within the last year and a half, I've discovered affirmations mm -hmm. and meditation. Nice. Mm -hmm. For a while, like once that job that I initially got right after everything fell apart, mm -hmm. um, that ended and I was like, okay, what now? Because that was a pretty steady paycheck for a while. Yeah. And I went a little crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do now. I don't know where I'm going to get work. And I discovered affirmations and like, and then I took a meditation, like an hour long meditation about visualizing your future and what mm -hmm. you want it to look like. And all of a sudden my brain, like just my mind and my attitude changed thinking, okay, a job is going to come. There's nothing to worry about. Stay calm do your affirmations, know that you're worthy. Mm -hmm. And it would. And then, so now I've just try and keep that mindset and keep doing my affirmations to keep myself steady and, and making sure that I can get through this. I love awesome. that. Yeah. Well, thanks girl for coming on. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> for having me. Yeah. I yeah. know. I really love this. It's inspiring. I, I, and just hearing your journey, I think it really champions a lot of filmmakers out there who are trying to get their foot through the door and have to you you're everyone's gonna face a hurdle like yeah right sooner or later at some point yeah. <laughs> yes. and and yeah just to keep it going so thank you so so much yes and listeners check her out on the gram that's where we found her Woo, <laughs> witty film girl thank you thanks <laughs> thanks for listening to fem regard podcast if you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout-out on the show. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 